As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on all I know is Zach said he has a game where you don't read both 7,000 and I said I'm in let's go let's do it and, and so the yeah purpose that's of, what I really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader this episode is presented by BetMGM the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD hello everybody and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday late morning, almost high noon. Bo Wolf, back in the fold. Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, rocking the robe, looking great. But I do have to say, not as great as Sheila Kapadia with this, with this just dashing beard. You look fantastic. How are you? I need a lot of advice on this. I mean, this is new to me. I was just, uh, as I was making some tea, I looked on my fridge and I saw a dashing young man uh, with a beard on a wedding invite. And I realized, I mean, I Michael Dunn at my disposal. I mean, his thing is shaped up, trimmed. It's, it's rarely shaped up. So you, that that's, that's the best advice right there. Make sure you keep it shaped up because once it gets down the neck and on your cheeks, I know so I shaved the neck, but now I okay. feel like this is too long. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, think that doesn't look be. too long to me. I think that looks like a good length. I want a nice short, you know, but uh, I really don't know what to do with it. But you know what? I figured we need some content today. We need something to talk about. And so I'll keep the beard for one episode and then see what happens. Now, how many days of growth are we talking here? It's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, I just, you know, it's about, yesterday, it looks like about like eight hours for Zach, but I know you and me yeah. don't quite grow at his, at his. <laughs> it's not true, actually. Yeah. yeah, I probably I'm probably on par with Zach, I think. <laughs> yeah. But um, that I did the head shave last night, but I would say maybe a week. I don't know. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. The chat good. is loving it, Sheil. Absolutely. Well, you know, they're it. saying I need my AARP and I look <laughs> like I'm 65. And so that, I have a midlife crisis every year after the season ends. And so this is probably a part of that. I don't know that that's quite the look I'm uh, going You for. know what? I actually well, I think this, I think this makes you look, I feel like you could easier. Uh, transition to NFL coach with that with that look. I feel like um, sport Gus put a little Bradley, visor Chris on Richard there. right here. Yeah. Maybe. I, feel like, yeah. I feel like you're ready to Good go. Coach you, for you, Pete Carroll. You, you, yeah. like, you would look at home on the sidelines right now. Yeah. Well uh pre-beard and pre-talk of midlife crisis, I was actually going to say <laughs> that I hope this is not Shields last episode with us and that he doesn't retire because she had a great week last week four stories four podcasts free agency predictions <laughs> uh he had his predictions today and apparently in the nfl now if you have a great week you threaten to retire right mm-hmm. isn't that like you know we see sean mcveigh aaron donald all the talk is is you know you you've reached the pinnacle that week and then you walk off in the sunset. You don't need the stress. So I figured after Shields week last week, he might be—he could pull the uh, retirement leverage play, which all the uh, which which the top coach and the top defensive players seem to do right now. I would be too bored. I think you know, like my uh, our our kids were over at my. Uh, parents for a day last week and my wife and I just sit at the table. It's all quiet. We're not really talking to each other. I'm like, Oh, I guess this is what it's going to be like when the kids are out of the house. So yeah, I don't, I need something to keep myself occupied. I'm always fascinated in, in those situations. Like at what level the person needs to be for the other side to call the bluff. Like, yeah, are you really going to retire? <laughs> right? Like, you know, you're, yeah. you're 36 years old. Are you really going to leave now? <laughs> You know, in Sean Payton's case, he, he obviously wasn't 36. He was, uh, he was older. He 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 was ready to walk off. But that that uh, retirement leverage play is always fascinating because you know you got to be willing to walk through on it at some point too. Yeah, well, you know, he has you know, the leverage. He can do it. Yeah, he can certainly yeah. pull that uh, pretty easily. But yeah, it, 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 it yeah, uh, I mean, it's it is very funny. Like spend time with my family. Like you didn't even get married yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fiance, I mean, you don't have like three kids who are under five. Michael Dunn. I mean, what the? What are you gonna do all day? But yeah, what uh, if Michael Dunn went to the Browns and was like, you know, if you don't give me that starting job, I'm retiring. I I think off season time is enough time together, twenty four seven. So yeah, he needs to be busy in the fall for sure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm all for the CTC. So Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, you have the leverage now. Do what you need to do. All right. Well, uh, we don't have a ton of Eagles news to get to uh, on this episode. So we'll do we'll do a little bit of a reverse Kapadia because I was absent last week. We'll do a little. Uh, I've got a list of now 12 things because I had a couple of things we might talk about up top, Super Bowl included, but I'll fold it in. So we'll go 12 things. You guys can give me one a number. One-upping me. I'm stealing my bet and one-upping me. All right. The 12 of parrot stoles? Does that work? No? No, not really. Wait, not what did you think of our um, title while you were gone? Is that included in here? Oh, it's not included. It was good. Oh, okay. We brainstormed together. No, oh, I, I, was, I, I figured it was just the Marissa. Yeah. It was yeah, all I Marissa. two suggestions. Yes. The other was early birds get the words because it was in a morning pod. Nice. So I, like I really, you know... I don't it know. It wasn't that early up. though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Zach terms, it wasn't early. <laughs> but 
I told Marissa we should just do like an SEO focus. Read a very down little drive. Yeah. See, yeah. see, see what you did, but uh, I was worried you'd you come back from Jamaica too hard. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's gonna fly right home. So you know what? You know what my review of Jamaica is. Let's Everybody it. sounds. It's very weird. Everybody sounds like Chet Hanks. No, nobody. Nobody's gonna sell me on that. No, mine cut out. What'd you say again? Talking about. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everyone's I feel like that's going to land for like two people. It'll be good. Yeah. Kill a uh, cow. I feel like we'll appreciate it. I think that's probably right. All right. Uh, Zach, why don't, uh, why don't you go first? One to 12. Where would you like I to start? I just pick a number. You just uh, pick a number. Five. Jalen Rose. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we start with, uh, uh, Sheila, I wanted to congratulate you. You did a good job uh -oh. uh, taking, taking Zach to task on the, uh, the student Worth union bit. And I just this is a, this is a short one, but uh, I thought it was overlooked that Zach's Zach explaining that he ate there. He was like, "Well, I was just there for three minutes," and I just like picturing the scene of the students in the student union seeing Zach, seeing seeing the uh, you know the old man reporter come in with his with his Chick Fil A and just like scarf it down ravenously in three minutes and then beeline right out of there. I thought it was. I didn't even catch that. Three, yeah, three minutes. Yeah, it's a. Uh... A six-piece chicken, you know, a, a grilled chicken nugget thing. I, I mean, how long does that take to eat? <laughs> just, right? but I mean, you're there. You're not even going to take in the scene. You're just gonna, you're just gonna, gonna shove it in. I don't know. It was utilitarian. It was a funny. Well, we did get a couple messages from, uh, you know, some some educators, uh, you know, con saying they were contacting Zach, and of course, Zach would be my in at a lot of these places. So, uh, you know, keep those coming if you work at a university. There you go. That's all I had for that one. So a, a, a yeah. dynamic start. That's fine. To the 12 of parrot stools. Okay. Shield. When, like, if I have some takes I need to get in, can I, I mean, yeah, do I yeah. sprinkle them in whenever? Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. let's say I don't want to steal it. it, it it's your day. You know, it's uh, Stacy's day here. All right. I will go with uh, number three. The little Allen Iverson. Number three. Okay. Uh, I mean, clearly the low point of the last episode. Um, I know what this is. The, yeah, I mean, the, the, like, who can go lower to be more obsequious to Chip Kelly? Um, and I think it's important to, to, to contrast Shields' take on Gannon. Like, uh, just he's, he's, he's all out on him through one season, um, just because of the results, but, but no sells any importance of like what he's like interpersonally versus, Oh, I feel like my my rapport with Chip is better than any head coach I've ever covered. We he was a and then and then Zach coming in below with oh an absolute joy to cover. I mean that was just I mean uh, one of the one of the most nauseating stretches of of the show we've ever had. I mean I stand by that he was a great. I mean he I should probably thank Chip Kelly. He helped my career in a big way. I feel because yeah. I you know there was a lot of attention on those Eagles teams. That was my first time as a full time. Uh, writer really and so uh it makes people appreciate your work more so i stand by it i have no regrets about my take there i think that's true he answered my questions better than any other coach i've covered yeah i, I am gonna take bo to task on this take <laughs> yeah here. take it okay, let's go. give it because, to him because bo bo rips on like the coach who mentions your name and like you know tries to cozy up to reporters chip wasn't like that chip but the appeal to chip was that he would like give you actual 
thought to your questions. Like, I, I think you would appreciate that. I don't that think more that that's than... really true. No, that depends. I believe of, I feel, of, yeah, I feel like he was very often like he would shoot down the premise of a question without having thought about it just because he was so like, you guys are dumb sometimes. Even that would result in a good quote often. So. Okay. You guys, I live, I live for one episode and all of a sudden it's a celebrate Chip Kelly party. You seem to listen. I don't care if someone says hi to me, uh, in yeah, the hallway, ex- like exa- I don't need yeah. someone asking me how my freaking weekend was. Okay. So those things don't resonate with me. Uh, you know, in our house, like I said, my, we don't say good. I see my wife and I, the first time we see each other in the morning, we don't say anything. No one says good morning or anything else. <laughs> you go about your day. And so, you know what? Chip Kelly would fit right in, in the Kapati household. <laughs> A memo to all future coaches. If you want Bo Wolf to like you, you got to start every question with Bo. That's a great question. Oh, please. You're the king of the, you're the king of the Zach. I mean, every, every head coach is giving you a Zach. I don't think it's the Curry favor. I just think it's because you build relationships. Right. So okay. I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, she'll, she'll knew it at the end of that conversation. He's like, we're going to get ripped for this. I didn't even think yeah. that. I thought that was a uh, yeah. light ripping. I but was yeah, I mean. Dave Phipp really, you know, I'm looking at that, that 2014 season. I was just recently looking at the Eagles DVO rankings throughout the years. Uh, 2013, 13, they're ninth in DVOA. Third on offense. I mean, that was a, you know, they took the league by store. That was a very fun season to cover. I'll stand by that. I agree uh, with very that. fun season. Uh, 2014, Fipster really kind of saved him there. Number one special teams in the entire league there in 2014 really lifted them up to uh to number seven in total DVOA. Zach, what happened in that 2016 <laughs> season where Bo and I were, were gone? I was looking at this. Eagles finished sixth. In overall DVOA in 2016, I mean, I, I, I was did? in, yeah, I was in Seattle. I thought they were a complete afterthought that yeah. year. I thought they sucked that year. What did I miss about 2006? What are your memories of 2016? Were they better than that final seven and nine record indicated? Or is there something weird about uh, that was another year, number two in special teams DVOA. So maybe that was it. A few things there. You mentioned special teams. Special teams was really good that year. Um, they uh, the Sam Bradford narrative, if you recall, at the last eight games, he he turned it on later in the season. Uh, they 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 were just really inconsistent that year. They had some games. You know, they beat the Patriots in Foxborough, which is really hard to do. Uh, then they, 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 they get blown out in, in some other games. They beat the Cowboys in overtime in Dallas. Uh, so they were, they were inconsistent that year. They had so many moving parts. Um, it was a weird, it was a very weird offense. Uh, you know, there, there was, uh, where do they uh, rank offensively? Do you have a chill? 20th. Okay. Yeah, so it was yeah. all Schwartz and Phipps there. Four, fourth in defensive. Man, look Not at that. Schwartz. 2016. Oh, no, 20, 16. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. 2016, 2017. Fourth and fifth in defensive DVI. Uh, those were the years. So the, the, uh, the <laughs> I mean, Phipp, Phipp, Phipp was one of the best. He was probably the second best special teams coach in the league until he was Kapadia cursed. Yeah, he was on a heater there. 2014 to 2016. Wait, was he there in 2014? Yes. Yes, yeah. he was. He was there the whole time. First, 10th, and second. They haven't been higher than 15th uh, since then. Which they were this year. Sorry, go this ahead, This year Zach. in 2018, yeah. 
No, I, I don't think we need to go down 2016 memory lane. <laughs> listeners. I, yeah, if, we got a lot. If, if, if you want a June episode on the 2016 Eagles, or 2015 Eagles, rather, I am happy to give that to you. You asked about 2015, right? Not 2016. No, I was am saying I 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, 16. Oh, I'm sorry. I was answering. Okay, 2016. Yeah, 16 was Wentz's rookie year. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, that year was, they were playing, well, they started off really hot. They started off, right. you know. And then they almost beat Detroit, uh, and Ryan Matthews had a costly fumble. And actually, the, 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 the team was playing really well until Lane Johnson got suspended. And mm. when Lane Johnson went down, uh, Halapulavati Vaitai steps in as a rookie at right tackle, and he got abused by Bo's favorite guy, Ryan Kerrigan. And that was, that was kind of the, uh, the downfall if you will, of that team. There was also, this was, this was pre Doug getting um, embraced for analytics. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not for analytics for being aggressive, but there was a, a memorable moment against uh, Baltimore late in the season when Carson Wentz ties the game on the final play or, or, or I'm sorry, it's a potential game tying touchdown and they go for two to try to win in, in regulation. They missed the two point conversion, but Doug, was really trying to cement the aggressiveness then. So, anyways, and John Harbaugh I, saw that and said, "I'd like to lose a game that way too." He he goes five and five, he goes five years from now. Wait till you see what I do. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I'm I'm sorry I I, conf I confused fifteen with sixteen. Okay. I mean, yeah. who's paying Girls. attention? Yeah. There's like twenty people in the chat. I look like I'm seventy. I mean, come on. Well, I, I hope people are paying attention. There's a lot going on today. I got it. So, oh. yeah, this is not much of a dynamic. All right, over to you, Zach. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with eight. Eight. Uh, okay, uh, so you guys both published uh, stories uh, this week. I wanted to give you each a chance uh, to expand a little bit. Uh, Sheil, you had a bold prediction for the Eagles today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Actually. And I wanted to just uh, I wanted you to get a little bit bolder. Tell us exactly what you're thinking. Your bold prediction was that the Eagles are going to bring in a quarterback to either replace or compete with yeah. Jalen Hurts and you sort of left it open for could be a veteran could be a draft pick let's 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 talk it through a little bit uh, I I just feel like they're gonna look at the at Jalen Hurts from last year they're gonna look at the resources they have available and they're not gonna stay put and just say let's give Jalen Hurts another shot and we'll figure it out next year I think that's against Howie Roseman's nature I think he wants to be uh aggressive I think that their core beliefs of building an efficient and explosive passing game as the key to sustained success, which as I've outlined, they have not had sustained success in quite a long time. This is their biggest stretch of mediocrity in maybe 20 years uh, with the franchise. And so I feel like they're going to do something now. I would have liked to be more specific there. Uh, a few reasons why I wasn't. I mean, one is I just didn't want to write about Deshaun Watson in the piece. I mean, I don't feel right uh, sort of even mentioning that as a possibility right now with uh, with what he's facing and, uh, you know, what he's been accused of. And so that to me felt a little like, I mean, no, 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 we've discussed it in the past and written about, but like until there's a resolution there, I don't want to have a piece like, you know, 10 destinations for Deshaun Watson. Right. So, um, you know, if I, if I were going to sort of name, you know, he, he would have been someone that would have certainly uh, got brought up there. I think if Russell Wilson is available, which as I wrote in the piece, I think Russell Wilson's going to stay put, but if he were available, I think they would call and maybe be pretty aggressive there yeah. in trying to land him. And then, you know, the other thing is like the quarterback factory thing uh, 
how he used that in the raw at the wrong time in the wrong context. He, he regretted it right away. He's regretted it since. <clears throat> However, if ever there were a time to kind of embrace that approach, now would probably be that time. You know, like if, if, if there's a quarterback you like there, maybe you make a slight move up. Maybe they drop to you at 15 and you say, this guy has upside. We really believe, you know, he, he can be, uh, we like kind of taking a lottery ticket on this guy. Like, to me, that is not a bad approach to draft a uh, Malik Willis or whoever it might be and say, okay, we've got Willis, we've got Hertz. If Hertz improves, great outcome. If Willis is good, that's a great outcome. If neither of them do, well, it's back to the drawing board, but we're not just going to sit here and not do anything. So uh, that was kind of my take is that I feel like at some point this offseason, like that's going to be a big story. Eagles add quarterback X. What does this mean? What do they do going forward? And it's not going to be we're sitting here in August saying, all right, Hertz is the starter. He gets another shot. Minshew's his backup. Let's see how 2022 plays out. I don't believe that that uh, is what's going to happen. What do you think, Zach? I think that if Russell Wilson's available, that's the guy they would go hard for. I think. What if, are we going to do? We got to do. We do have to do a big we, Russell Wilson yes. thing, don't we? Yeah, Instead because really and, do that. and 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 that opinion might be colored by. The fact that's what I would do if I was running the Eagles, right? Is is that I would try to get Russell Wilson. Uh, so we'll save that for the Russell Wilson episode. Big CR uh, guy. I think if, I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. He's as he's a an elite quarterback. Uh, and then he's an elite quarterback. What and have then, the Seahawks done in the last couple of years? The, the Seahawks have made the playoffs in all. They've they, they've had so have the Eagles. Wins. They've had double digit wins in all but two of his of, of, of his years as the quarterback. I, I we'll save this for the Russell Wilson episode. Anyways, um I think <laughs> if if there's clarity with the Deshaun Watson situation, I think the Eagles could be players in that market where I disagree well and I suppose they they could they could draft someone. I don't think they're just going to add quarterbacks in kind of that that mid-range. I either think it's an elite player or they roll the dice with Hertz again, um, I don't think they're in the market in between. I sort of agree. I, I agree with you, I, and I disagree with with Shield on the notion they would bring somebody in to to compete with him, assuming that it's not dis, disregarding disregarding a, a first round draft pick, right? Oh Where, well, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I meant by okay. uh, comp- that. Would be Hertz is still on the roster, but you draft somebody, and but it's, that guy's. Well, I mean, he's drafted to replace him eventually. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, short term compete. But I, don't I just, think I just, just think... hand like Malik Willis the job if you drafted him, would you? If Hertz was still on the roster? No, no, no. I agree. But I mean, you know, Tre- Trey Lance wasn't drafted to compete with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was drafted to eventually replace him. Like that. Yeah. That's the idea. I feel like that would be, even if it's short, even if in in the short term it would it would still Hertz's job. I think if they draft somebody, that's that's a replacement. Um, I agree. I, not, I don't think they're in the market for like a, you know, a Jimmy G or somebody like that. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Zach on yours, uh, I guess we, we sort of talked about this a little bit. Do you think the Stafford thing, it was in your post Super Bowl thoughts, uh, plays into the Eagles thought process at all? Or is that you just looking for an angle? <laughs> well, uh, I, I saw Shield write about it that, that morning and it had been on my mind. Um, and I thought that uh, I, I really wanted to reinforce the pass rusher component to that. So, but as, as far as the, the Stafford angle, I, I thought Shield did a really good job outlining it in his thoughts from the Super Bowl that the infrastructure that the Rams had in place um, also allowed Stafford to thrive, right? Like Stafford's not a significantly better quarterback than he was in Detroit. 
He's just at a place where there's a better infrastructure for him to succeed. And uh, if you look at the last five years of the Rams and the last five years of the Eagles, it's different, right? The Rams have averaged, what, 10.75 wins um, since McVay's been there. The Eagles have had one season with double-digit wins in the past, like, you know, seven years or so, right? Ooh. So um, it's it's a different situation. But what I, I do think with the quarterback conversation is the quarterback can – to, to use the term Bose used rise that or, or is, is it raise the tide or rise the tide? The rise tides the tide will rise. Lifts all yes. Boats, yes. I, right? I believe that Lift the curtain. <laughs> so I think that's something else. So I, I, th I, but I don't think the Eagles can act as if they are the 2021 Rams, where if you just upgrade Goff for Stafford, then all of a sudden you're a Super Bowl team. But uh, I, I think the Eagles need to have a longer window in mind. That's why the conversation's different if you're talking Russell Wilson compared to Aaron Rodgers, let's say. Nice there are the lifters. The athletic coffee mug in your background, Zach. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed that, and I'm grateful for uh, I think you our, should add one new thing every episode. It would be a good that, game. That was like PTI growing up, you know, mm. when they would have the new face every time. Yeah, I or the I, would, I would be happy to do that. I was actually, I was, I was talking to Emily about this recently. Um, I read all my books on actually on my Kindle. Um, and uh, I, you, so have I, the, I, you have the Kindle handy. Well, yeah, you do the was, podcast? He knew no, this episode was going to be boring as hell. No, and uh, it was I don't sitting on, I was, I was doing <laughs> some, uh, I was doing some reading this morning and um, I had it here. And so, uh, uh, but I, I, a lot of the books that I've read recently, I don't have the, the hard covers or the paperbacks for, and that would have been good back there. So, uh, I probably need to consider for a podcasting perspective to start buying more of the, uh, the, the, the hard covers and the paperbacks just so we can mix it up because like these, these Kennedy books, I haven't read since my senior year of college. So it's, it's, it's been over, uh, you know, Big 10 Kennedy years. Head. Yeah. So, anyways, if someone's just tuning in, they're probably like, "Why does he have so many books about Kennedy back there?" And that's that's why. I don't I think there's anyone who's wondering that. <laughs> they all know. Okay. What were you gonna say, Shield? No you idea. Don't remember. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're uh, you're on the hook then to pick a number. Uh, I will take six. Uh, six. Uh, you guys had an interesting conversation about some of the uh, potential free agents. And I just wanted to follow up on one of the guys you mentioned, uh, Jesse Bates. Where did he go to school? Demon Deacons. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he is awesome. I, I imagine he's going to get tagged. Well, there was a very funny, uh, there was a, there was a funny through line in the Super Bowl broadcast where Chris Collinsworth kept being like, well, I, now maybe Shield can do this better. Cause I know he's got a good Collinsworth, but it's like, well, Jesse Bates, well, Boy, he was outstanding in 2020, but uh, took a step back in 2021. But he's been great in the playoffs. And then it's like uh, Chidobia Wuzier was, well, boy, was he unbelievable in the regular season. But he's taken a step back in the playoffs. Like, well, Chris, maybe, uh, maybe instead of them fluctuating like that, maybe the grades you're using are just Roberto Garbaggio. What were yeah, your emotions? I'm I'm curious, but what were your emotions watching Duke Wake Forest last night? I watched the second half. Uh, my emotions were, I mean, I didn't have a lot of emotions. I don't, I don't get mo 
nonplussed. I did think that it was offensive goaltending on the last play of the Duke game or the, the last Duke score, but they almost, I mean, that would have been a hell of a shot if it had gone in. All right. Let's yeah. move on. I don't think anybody cares about that. All right. We're, we're through, uh, we're through four of the 12. So let's take a break since we've got two breaks and then we'll be back on the other side. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilkapati, Marissa Morris. Zach, you're on the hook. Give me a number. Six. Six has already been taken. Okay. Pay attention. Ten. (laughs) Uh, This is not that exciting of a thing, but... Good, Continuing good a trend. Good setup. Uh, yeah, there's like one thing in here that I'm actually excited to talk about. Um, uh, th- you know, there's these, th- I've seen a couple of think pieces on like, uh, like why is it that in popular culture that's been made the last couple of years, like it's it's like an alternate universe where we're not in the pandemic and it's like they're, they're not making shows where we're in the pandemic. It's just pretending that life is different. And I feel like that's like a missed opportunity of like using the way that like people wear masks uh, or don't wear masks to like as like a character commentary or like I just I feel like there's a big missed opportunity of all these different angles to like what life is like. I know that in the beginning it was like everybody wanted to just get away and it was escapism. But like this is this is our life. These are our lives now. We got to there's a lot to to comment on. I don't know. I couldn't disagree anymore. I want no pit. Like I don't want my pandemic content. Like I've had enough. Yeah, but there's uh, plenty of other non-pandemic content. Like, okay, so that's what like I want. And hole. I think most people are like me. There's not a whole billions. There were you if you're catching up on billions. No, uh, you know they they they're uh, oh they're in pandemic. Have, okay, they have the subtle cues in there. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't need anything. Uh, I don't need any uh, pandemic content at all. I've had my fill. Go ahead and and lift me to a place of before That's or fine. after as I watch it. I mean, are you talking about like draw? Like, if it, is, is it comedy? Like, it like if Curb did some pandemic uh, content, then that all right, that that would actually be funny. I would be in for that. But I mean, if you're talking about like a drama or something serious about this, no, thank you. Get it? Uh, don't, algorithm, don't even show it to me when I open up my streaming apps. Well, Curb well, did. Okay. Yeah, what did Kirk they do? Did. I can't remember. Don't you remember he he was a pandemic hoarder? Yes. The, yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So that was fine. Yes. Yeah. If you can pull okay. that off, go ahead. Yeah. I don't. I don't need. I don't need like. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, so for one, so we are uh, we are in quarantine now, uh, and it's like I mean, just like the the 
the the overrun nature of like being home alone with with the two kids under five uh, for 14 days is like that's an interesting I mean it's it's a lot but there's I feel like there's something to be done there content wise I don't know but I do not want to watch that so I <laughs> I watched it I watched the Aziz and Sorry comedy special uh, over the weekend, and and he had, uh, you know, he had pandemic comedy in there. But as as uh, if I interpreted what you were saying correctly, the same reason we wouldn't do a podcast wearing masks. Like I, I don't want to watch a show with people wearing masks. It would take away the, uh, you know, the whole the, the well, whole no, dialogue I, component of it. So well, no, that's not true. I mean, we're 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 in our own places doing the podcast like if it was a scene of like what like normal life you would have a pod you would you they would have matt like I, it's like you know you're in the airport and you're like looking as looking askance at people who like aren't don't have their masks covering their nose or or like are like flaunting yeah. the rules yeah entirely. i've had like, enough of that okay. to be honest i don't need any more of those conversations okay. or content that's fine <laughs> that's all just something that occurred to me. I've had my fill. What has it been now? Seven years. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's the yeah, problem. I don't. I don't need any. Any. Okay. All right. Over to uh, you, Phil. Uh, well, Ryan made a little succession comment, so shout out to Uncle Yaba. Sweet little travel mug here. Ah, oh, nice. Waste I only Roy finished Roy season Roy. one, so no spoilers. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. We're behind. Uh, all right. It's up to me. Let's go with uh, eleven. Eleven. This is uh, open ended for your for your Super Bowl takes. Um, I'll go first, and I know that I am getting suckered into this, and it, it's not a real thing. And I don't like. I'm not proud of myself for being upset about this. But the 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 discourse about like is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer is so ridiculous to me. I mean, what are we what are we doing here? How low is the bar? Hey, he has never been like a top five quarterback in the league. Who who are we kidding here? I would agree. You know, uh, Flex, you can hear me on uh, Maggie and Perloff talking about that oh, uh, nice. earlier this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand why like every guy, like if you're saying they're not a Hall of Famer, you're saying they suck. Like that's <laughs> not what it is. You have to reach a level of greatness. In my opinion, you have to have like, I don't know what the number of years is, but multiple years where you're considered like among the top what three or five players at your position uh, yeah, for quarterbacks totally specifically let's say top three or five quarterbacks for let's say what do you think four or five years does that yes. seem reasonable yes. yeah then we have a conversation before that i mean you could have written about the entire last 13 years of the nfl and not mention matthew stafford until right. this year i mean it was a complete afterthought now the circumstances matter as we discussed uh earlier but at the same time you know, oh, this was the point I was going to make earlier, Bo, when you asked and I had no idea. There are quarterbacks who are, I don't know what the word is, lifters. Like, mm. you know, that's what that's what you want. The guy whose circumstances are less than ideal, like a Joe Burrow. The offensive line, I mean, one of the right. worst in the NFL. And guess what? He, he can still operate under those circumstances. I mean, you put Joe Burrow on those Lions teams that Matthew Stafford played on. You know, they're probably getting in the playoffs a little bit more. He's getting some playoff wins uh, under his belt. And so... He was always talented. Uh, his highs are very high. I mean, if you put together a, a cut up of his like 
best 10 to 20 plays every year, you would be convinced that, yo, no doubt Hall of Famer, like one of the most talented quarterbacks ever. The problem is, to me, when you add up the bad plays and you add up the entire body of work, not even close. I was actually, once this conversation happened, Bob, I was like, I should have written this. Should, I should, this should have been my column on Monday. I didn't think it was going to, we were even going to be talking it, about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Crazy. that would have been a great zag the day after the guy went <laughs> right. to the Super Bowl. Stafford Get out of sucks. here with your stupid. He threw two picks. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he didn't even win MVP. I mean, he, listen, he had a good, good postseason. He had a good year. He's playing with a very talented uh, offensive play caller and schemer. Uh, he, he was playing with the best wide receiver in the NFL this year. He came through. He won a Super Bowl. Now, if he does this for the next, I would say this year, you could easily make the argument. He was like a top five uh, quarterback. You, you can make the argument that he right. wasn't, but statistically, there's a case there. So if he has a year like this, if he wants to do this for the next four or five years, then yeah, talk to me. In yeah, I mean, the guy whose best season ever is you could make an argument that he might be in the top five. That he right. is not, that is not a Hall of Famer. Sorry, Zach might five. zag here. I'm seeing Zach's face. No, I just, <laughs> I, I, Zach's I mean, I'm making Eli case. No, I, I, I don't mean to knock, you know, you two curmudgeonly sports writers here because this is a very sports writer argument. I know. I'm but, not proud of myself, but, but I am but, triggered by this. But, but nothing. Like there is, there are fewer sports writer arguments that I care about than Hall of Fame debates. Like I would agree. With and the NFL too. is the worst. It's, it's the stupidest off, Hall of Fame. No, but it's it's it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Um, it's it's so hard. It's so subjective, and like I appreciate watching Matthew Stafford play football. Now, how how Matthew Stafford compares to every other quarterback during his era that that's that's it's it's subjective. I. I I will say one thing that that has jumped out to me about Stafford. I thought this before the Super Bowl was how much his former teammates swear by him, right? Um, you know, like we see it on ESPN with 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 Dan Orlovsky, Darius Slay. The amount of times Darius Slay is like outspoken about how good Matthew Stafford is, and you go on down the list. Uh, Nate Burleson, I've heard him talk about it. He really seems to be someone who with former teammates like stick their neck out about. So I, I don't like know what Kenyon that says. <laughs> I, but uh, as, as for the hall of fame debate, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't read any of those articles. Um, I, I got to admit that. And by the way, like, you know, there was a period a few weeks ago when, when like everyone was so outraged about the baseball hall of fame. And I, I think those guys should be in, um, but I just don't have strong hall of fame opinions. That's just me personally. I, I actually agree with you. I was doing a, uh, I was doing a, I don't know if, it, if we were doing a podcast or if it was a live room, but there was a commenter asking for my take on the baseball Hall of Fame stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on right now. I mean, I assume the steroid guys didn't get in, but yes, I, I yeah. just ignore all that for sure. Yeah. Let me, uh, let my, me, go ahead. I was, oh, oh I was going to give you my Super Bowl take. No, please go ahead. Please go ahead. Yeah. My Super Bowl take, and, and uh, I wrote about this just, the importance of the pass rush. It, it seems to be a generic thing, but you look at it uh, over these past seven Super Bowls, um, the only year when the the better defensive line didn't win was San Francisco, Kansas City. Now, is that um, just based on who had more sacks in the game? or or? I, 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 like I over, went based on sacks and quarterback hits. No, I, I went based on like the better defensive line in that game. In the and game. Which, but in that's, the game. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be dismissive, but isn't that like saying... Like whichever team ran for more yards, like isn't I would wouldn't you imagine that in every football game the team with more sacks is going to win the game? 
Well, I I mean, so I in in conjunction with the Eagles, to me, like you know, I mean, I it's, like, it's almost scored. like who scored more points? Not necessarily, but uh, but the Eagles were 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 second to last in the NFL in sacks. Uh, yeah, that's bad. They're they're pat. They need to affect the passer more. Uh, the reason I picked the Rams to win the game was exactly what ended up happening. Now it was a close game and there were calls in the end that, that, that could have made the game go in the other direction, but in gotta have at moments, the Rams pass rush overpowered the Bengals offensive line. And like, I, I can't emphasize it enough. The Eagles, uh, if you're watching that game, my biggest takeaway was they need to prioritize affecting the quarterback, whether it's well, both in personnel and in scheme because they didn't do it nearly well enough this year. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you like, do you think of this? Like I, maybe this is just me being a curmudgeon, but like, I'm pretty still underwhelmed by this, this Rams team as a Super Bowl team. Like McVeigh still coached that game, like such a wiener. Uh, like it's, it is interesting that it, like it's, it is narratively nice that, he finally went for it on fourth down and that was the game winning drive. Like I, I, I appreciate that, but like they didn't, that doesn't seem to like, let's, let's say last five Super Bowl champions, Shield, Rams bucks last year, chiefs the year before Patriots the year before that. And then the Eagles, like, how would you, how would you stork rank those, those five Super Bowl teams? How would I stork rank? What, what yeah. if they played each other? Yeah, who, who, like who do you think of, who do you think of as the best team of those Super Bowl teams? <clears throat> well, all right. So you said Bucks. Who who was before? Oh, it was the Patriots? I mean, I have no. I I would have to do. I okay. I have no right. idea. I mean, my gut says that uh, probably those middle three were the three best. Do you disagree? I think the I think the Bucks and Chiefs are the two would stand above. Okay, yeah, I don't remember my, that Patriots team. That, that Patriots well. that was a remember that was a crappy game. That was that. Okay. I mean, their defense was really good. That was against McVay. Oh, that was the Ram. Okay, sorry, I was yeah. thinking of the Falcons one. Okay, no, yeah, no, no, that, that was, that was not. So they beat the the Patriots beat the Chiefs though in the AFC Championship game that year, correct? Yes, in the right. D in, Ford in first year and then yeah. Yeah, okay. over time they got the yeah. Ball I mean first. that Chiefs yeah. team was probably the best. You know that mm. was probably the best Chiefs team, right? That was the yeah. Mahomes fifty touchdown yes. um, year. So uh, yeah, I, I was. I mean, to answer your question, I don't. I don't know. Do you have a strong opinion of Stork ranking them? No, no, no. I would that that only just occurred to me. But yeah, my okay. my, I, my only take is that I was underwhelmed by the Rams. But. Yeah, I think yeah. you're colored by your 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 dislike for McVeigh. I mean, they won. true. Look, they won nine of their past ten games. They they have the the best defensive player in the NFL. Maybe the best player in the NFL. They have perhaps the best cornerback in the NFL. They have one of the best edge rushers of the last decade on their team. Um, they have as Shield wrote historically like perhaps the best receiver season we've ever seen. Um, like to me, this is a very deserving Super Bowl team. I think if, if the Bengals won, it would actually be the other way around. But like this, 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 this Rams team was good throughout the year. They beat Tom Brady. Uh, like they, they, they absolutely deserve to be called the best team in the NFL right now. I, I would say under underwhelmed. I would lead more on the underwhelm. Not that they, it, it was just a weird yeah, season a, yeah, where there exactly. was no great team. There was no juggernaut. Uh, and it was kind of who's going to get some bounces go their way. I mean, they, uh, you know, that, that bucks game 
comes down to the wire. The like every game came down to the wire. Now again, give them credit. They you know especially right. Stafford and Cup executed and Donald with the play there uh, at the end. But yeah, I, I do feel if you replayed this season a hundred times, I don't think the Rams would come out as the team that won the most Super Bowls. I, I feel like if you're if you're a Bills fan or right, a Chiefs like fan, Chiefs you're probably, probably looking at this going, them. "Oh right. my God, how did?" Especially the Chiefs. I mean, we. Yeah. Pro- I would love to have a longer Andy Reid discussion. I mean, how many of these opportunities can you let like slip out of your hands when you have an unbelievable team? And why don't his best like? I don't know. All right, I'm workshopping this take. So tell okay. me if I'm completely wrong. Let's work through it. I, I, I feel like Andy Reid's best players are not at their best in the biggest moments. I don't know if there's an if they're if they get if the butt cheeks get clenched, if there's something about, hey, the first 15 plays were great, but after that we have to adjust. The other team adjusts and you have no answers. But I don't know. And, and this is sort of like a little bit of this is a gut from my days uh, you know, watching games from the stands as an Eagles fan. And then watching the Eagles uh, as a member of the media and then seeing the Chiefs like it sounds stupid to say that you would be disappointed by the first what four seasons but of Mahomes's career. But man, it feels how many times like are only you, having you know, one Super Bowl does and feel your favorites. How yeah. do you lose five games as a favorite in the championship game? I mean, he's been in what the he's been in the championship game nine times. And won the Super Bowl once. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I would like to hear what people who have followed Andy Reid closely uh, think about that. But just like, and it's it's kind of cheap because you could say the previous week was a big game against the Bills, and they were right. great there. So it's it is unfair. But I don't know. There's always just like I always have this little seed of doubt when it's like, oh gosh, Andy's in a big spot. And then like the players, it seems to rub off on the players that like Mahomes has his worst half of all time in the second half against the Bengals in the AFC right. championship. Like and maybe that's just all on Mahomes. I don't know. I but thought we that, saw it with McNabb before. I thought that Mahomes had like, had solved that had like, he was, Me he was too. still good that it, that whatever Andy Juju he made there up was, for it. he made up for it. But yeah, I mean that, that Bengals game was, I don't know. That's tough. All right. Okay. And then I had one real quick uh, tangential Eagles related take to this. Uh, Is it about uh, the halftime it, show? No, as I was, uh, as I was watching the Super Bowl, I was I was watching with my I was watching with my brothers when Flex. Odell when Odell goes down, I I made the mm. comment like like Deshaun Jackson asked off of this team. I this was, was thinking like, the same this thing. Was a, this is a ready made <laughs> opportunity for oh him. Like gosh. he's playing in his hometown for a coach who like had had highlighted him with um, Snoop there. Yeah, um, I mean, he could have been like a hero in the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, he asked off of that team. I and there might have been more going on behind the scenes. I, I I know he wasn't featured earlier in the year, but man, was it before or after Robert Woods got hurt? No, before, before it was before, but yes, yeah, I don't think there was much more, Zach. I think McVeigh explained it that Deshaun Jackson basically walked into his office and said, like, I want more opportunities. Yeah. And McVeigh's like, We'll get you involved, but like, you know, you're not gonna be replacing <laughs> yeah. Cooper Cup. You're like 34 years old. It's funny. This is like this is like the circle back to like they called him on his threat to retire. He was like, I want the ball. I'm like, okay, yeah. just leave. Yeah. yeah, and so McVeigh was like 
you know, I'm not going to play like hardball with you. Like we're trying to win a title. So we'll find another spot. But I was thinking the same thing throughout the playoffs, even after Woods went down. I mean, think of all these throws to Van Jefferson. That could have been Deshaun Jackson running fast. Uh, You know, he wanted to play more. Like there was a game early in the season. Uh, I forget who they played there where he was catching bombs. Do you remember this? It was like a national. I remember. Game. Yeah, it was a primetime game. I remember it was a primetime yeah. game. And it's like, it's probably a pretty good role for you right now. Deshaun, just play like 15 snaps a game. Right. Isn't that what you, you get want? Three or you get four to run five fast, deep targets. Like 10 times. I think it was Tampa Bay, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was a Tampa Bay game. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I, I was with you. I mean, he could have had a really nice playoffs <laughs> for them. He could have a ring right now, right? Like, I, I, I did not understand. <laughs> He's with Rich Passaccia. <laughs> Yeah, like to me, <laughs> that had to be one of He's the. He's still honors. not even playing that much with Rich Passaccia. Right. Like yeah. he didn't go there, and he wasn't catching eight balls a week. <laughs> that had to be one of the odder career decisions uh, I've ever seen. Sean. Yeah. I would read of it. I uh, like that, Zach. You, we yeah. should, maybe we should team up for a story on that. It'll be for the uh, a, a small audience, but we will laugh as we report <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I All like right. that. All right, Zach, you've got uh, one, two, four, seven, nine, and 12 on the board. Wait, is that many? We're already an hour into this. Oh, one. <laughs> okay, well, this is the main event. We've got – this is actually not the main event, but but number one is the robe discussion. Um, so, first of all, this, like, this straw man argument between the two of you that I'm, like, you know, Settle digging down, up, Marissa. Going to <laughs> – I got to put my robe back on for the robe going discussion. to the econo lodge and asking to use their robes. Like I do this at every hotel. I mean, give me a break. Econo uh, lodge took a shit. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, first of all, like hotels are disgusting. Every hotel is gross. Like if you're, but if we're going to like look beyond that, uh, like that suspension of disbelief as Marissa uh, dons her robe for the audio listeners, uh like if you're if you're at like a nicer place you're 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 willing to buy into this like uh faux luxury you know a robe a robe could be nice i I don't i wouldn't say that i do it all the time but also she'll go in like well like aren't aren't robes going on like your your naked body like what do you think a towel is you think they're like a towel you have no choice like it's a it's a like you have to dry your body same thing with sheets like you have to have Sheets and are is a robe going on your naked body or are you wearing undergarments or something underneath? I would wear I would just wear boxers. I mean, is it that more comfortable than like wearing, you know, like uh don't you have some com- comfortable athleisure that would be just as comfortable? A robe, a nice, I mean, a, a nice robe. I mean, no, no. assuming you you know that it's it's freshly cleaned, it's like a nice, it's like a little hug. Marissa, you give <laughs> us your, your robe take. Um, I think a robe is great. I love mine. As you can see, I'm wearing it on the YouTube version for our audio listeners, but I would never put one on in a hotel because <laughs> I do not That's think, they, I do not think they wash them. I think they hang uh, them back up. Of course they wash them. I mean, even I who would never put you, one on. Do you like, know that for sure? Just hang you know. them back up. I, mean, that I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, say you hung it back up. Like, do you think they're going and like, oh, we got to take this robe down and like. I think they just it toss it in with everything else. In the yeah. bathroom, like they're obviously going to scoop them up and wash them. I don't know. I'm oh, you're saying if you if you wear it and hang it back up, you think yeah. they're not going to. Yeah, that's, that might be right. I want like, closure on the bottom half of my body. I don't want a gap there where if there's a breeze coming up from the heater, 
I am uh, I feeling it there in the, the lead. I think we need. I think we need to toss this over to Zach on his robe take. Yeah, that's right. He has a new robe. Zach owner. was with me. Zach was with yeah, me. Yeah, but no, Zach's so, got a new development no. on the robe front. Yeah. Well, so for oh. so for Valentine's Day, Emily got me a robe. She's a confirmed listener, mm. and uh, I appreciate the gift. But I, I stand by what I, I I've never worn a robe before. Have you? I, I'm I'm still taken trying it out to for understand. A run? No, I'm still trying to understand the the purpose of what the a robe. bad I, gift receiver. I I don't want to seem like like uh you know like a Johnny Tryhard here, but to me like like the robe is it's it seems like a transition garment, right? And like I would just rather I would just rather uh go from I, I would just yeah. rather get dressed. I think that's I don't need a middle are, ground. I, I don't need a middle ground. I think Towel this is a, I think this is a larger part of Zach's personality where he's incapable of relaxing. No, Emily would agree I, with I you on Zach's that one. Right. But I think Zach's to me, right. yeah, like I mean, it just seems like an an inefficient use of time to wear that and no just I, I mean, I'm married to, well. to someone who's very efficient with her use of time. No offense, and she, Zach. And she wears a robe. For me personally, um, I it's, it just doesn't do it for me. But so you have received this gift, and you know that Emily listens, and you're no. still not going to wear no, it? No, because I will. You're going to just entertain her? I, I will, but but uh, look, I love my wife, and all her gifts are things that she thinks like I need. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't wear a winter jacket, so she'll get me a winter jacket. Like I don't wear sunglasses, so she'll, she'll get me sunglasses. Like things like that, right? Um, so, uh, every gift she gets me is, is, is when she thinks like, this is something that I need in my life. I'm still trying to figure out why I need the robe in my life. Um, but I will report back to you this off season. I'm not even going to read that one out loud. If you want to watch the YouTube, uh, show, uh, transition garment. Now do you yeah. see why he wins awards and I don't Yeah, transition that was a very, garment. Great turn beautiful. Of phrase. I'm with you though. Yeah. You go towel. Dry off, wrap it around the waist, get the underoos on. But it's like it's like having the towel wrapped around the waist. I mean, I I am not, I am not, I feel like I've been painted into the corner as the robe guy. I'm not even, I I would say I wear a robe at most like twice a year. But uh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're catching too many strays here. I mean, Tony Soprano made the robe very, Mm, very That's true. And he's, he's a Johnny Tryhard, Zach. (laughs) <laughs> he believes in the transition yeah. garment you have to try it out zach give it a chance yes try it out you know if you're and cold, post the picture like, on twitter going downstairs us. you don't you don't have coffee in the morning right <laughs> i'm like, starting to try to get into coffee more okay, i'm not so, i'm not yet at the point where i can just drink it without anything in it i still need like uh you know uh, stuff that makes it sweeter so i'm still in that process i think right, this well, is the right i think this is the right it. take from uh brent in the chat who says uh, Zach realizing it is a transition garment, but not being able to imagine a transition time is perfect. Man has 0% downtime. <laughs> Excellent comment. Thank you, Brent. Uh, all right, Sheil, uh, one more before the next break. We've got two, four, seven, nine, and 12 on the board. Nine. Okay, nine. This is my favorite. Uh, this is our last show with Marissa before the wedding. We've got to yes. we've got to get into Is this. That's true. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. I'm officially off on starting Monday for the countdown. So, so people in the chat, give us your uh, last bits of advice for Marissa. Yes. Could be for the wedding weekend. Could be for marriage in general. 
let's the honeymoon the honeymoon (laughs) wear a robe uh let's let's celebrate our our superstar here and i do need to know marissa are we is this our last show with marissa morris are we going marissa dunn yes um once i figure out how to do all that so anyone has any advice on i hear that's a pain in the but uh, yes, I remember that from name. my wife that it is just it is, like yes. a, a, just a ridiculous bit of bureaucratic red tape. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really not looking forward to that. To be honest, I have not even looked into that um, yet. I figured when I get back from honeymoon, I will deal with all of the changing. The yeah, that's what stuff. I was going to say is 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 uh, is wait until after you have anything that you've already booked. With yes, because your, your passport. Name. That's what somebody exactly. told me. Yeah, yeah, that that could be a complication. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not looking forward to that part of it, but I am looking forward to officially being uh, Mrs. Dunn. So mm. yeah, wow. weird, very weird. But exciting. what about the Twitter handle? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, am what I do you put, like, like the people in our company who keep asking if our email address is going to get changed? I mean, talk <laughs> about un- unimportant about questions. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I guess I'll have to ask somebody about how I do all of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. My Twitter handle is Marissa uh, underscore Morris. So I don't know how that will go. Now, Maybe your I email, just... you actually keep the same. My wife has this like her original last name on her email still. OK, but maybe my like wife the has name a new one, but it's like it's linked. You can link it. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. All good so, things. Yeah. So Bo uh, teased me one time when he saw my text messages and I haven't changed Emily's name in my phone from it's still her maiden name um, from when we were dating. Uh, so in, I, I guess that I don't know what you are in Michael's phone, but if you're Marissa Morris, will you be changed to Marissa Dunn in mm, his phone? I'm actually, because I changed this myself. I am uh, Marissa with the princess emoji. Ah, uh, okay. It'd be better if you if you didn't add in that you changed it yourself, and we just thought that Michael puts the princess emoji there. Yeah, no, I actually had to do that because I had like a little heart emoji and stuff next to his name on my phone, mm. and I was like, "What the heck? I'm just Marissa." So yeah. I had to make sure that there was like the crown and the little princess girl. Save so. for the vows. What do you what do you have? What do you have? What do you have for your wife in your phone, Sheil? Well, I was just looking. I have Jessica K. And I have no other Jessica's <laughs> on my phone. So she has asked in the past, why do you have K there? And I feel like I the K have, is very funny. I have no idea. I don't her, know. Her, her maiden name was not a K, was it? No. And oh, I okay. also have this issue where I have every contact on my Rachel phone Wolf. twice. Oh, you go full. I go full name for everybody. Yeah. No emojis? No, no emojis. I didn't even know you could do emojis uh, yeah. in the context. So I'm playing to my 50-year-old man uh, thing here. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I don't know why everyone's at some point when I was uh, transitioning phones, not transitioning garments, every contact got duplicated. So I have two people. Oof. Every contact Everyone? is twice. That's well, awful. That's an easy fix. That's an easy okay, fix. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do without making sure I, I want to make sure I don't delete anything? You can merge. There's a way of, of automatically merging contacts. So there's no duplications. I can I can show you in Indianapolis. Yeah, right. yeah. In Indy, I can do it. You can what, show me in Jersey. Yes. That's right. uh, yeah, yeah. before spending the the uh, the wedding fixing your phone. <laughs> I think no, Marissa's I expect you guys all on the dance floor. <laughs> yes. Well, as I I I, I told you, I I uh, we're in we're in quarantine. The only the only thing I'm actually worried about is is the imperiled the uh, attendance at the wedding. But I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, now you're in better. great. This is yeah. better. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm well, yeah, living but it, it up. It, but yeah, but you see, if it had, uh, if the kids then, it's right. more, it's more of a, uh, it's, it's more of a childcare thing than a, mm. than us attending. Like we, we you still could, need somebody to you watch. You could just but. bring them. Yeah. yeah. There you go. If they're fine. Yeah. What do we, what do we have as uh, parting pieces of wisdom or advice for, for our bride to be? Anything good? Yeah, you guys are all married. The best, I, the, I the, the best piece of uh, marriage advice that was given to us uh, during the pre-wedding process was uh, make sure you buy the expensive Christmas tree stand. Oh, so that my cousin so had this so issue yeah, this like, year. They're like, yep. some, like knock down drag out fights about like yep. a, a faulty Christmas tree stand. I, I can relate to that in my family. They, yes. Okay. Good advice. Christmas tree stand and Hanukkah uh, menorah. And I was gonna say, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. By the expensive menorah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sheil. Okay. I I would have to give it give it some thought. We'll, re, we'll revisit it. I'll send Shield's, you like Shield's a, advice like, is don't say hi the first time you see each other in the morning. <laughs> like I send you ad reads. Uh I'll, you know, maybe I'll think of something and then I can record 30 seconds and send it to you. Okay. Love I'll it. come up with something. Zach, is, is this is about a, be, the, be the thermometer, this, not the thermostat? Is this about <laughs> marriage or the wedding? I would just Both. either one, either one. I, I yeah, my I would just say we had a, a listener recently who asked us this, and we talked about it on the pod. Yeah, what I would did we say, say? I feel like I, would I had say, something then. I would say focus a lot more on on you know being married than getting married. Like the wedding day mm-hmm. is one day, but you know the, the relationship you have uh, always always be like focused on that and working on that wow. uh yeah that's 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 Jeez. what i would say every day think about how you all every day i was talking to michael yeah how you can be a better <laughs> husband how you be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very good I would, advice I would go like, how, soak up the wedding like make sure you make sure you you know don't get don't get uh, too drunk make sure yeah. you're able to like enjoy marissa's gonna get there. too drunk no definitely not well you gotta make sure you eat so yes that's yes. true I even said I'm nervous what to eat because, you know, having celiac, I don't want to accidentally eat something and mm, that be the I cause mean. of me not feeling well. So I might even like, <laughs> I know another girl that uh, recently got married that said she brought her own food. I was like, ah, that's a little far, but make sure <laughs> I eat the right thing. Get yeah. away from me, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm very excited. There should be lots of good food. So I hope you guys all enjoy that. But I definitely won't be overeating for sure. Uh, I'm I yeah I'm never the one for good advice I mean when I get asked for uh, like the the journalism advice I always say ask for more money once you get offered a job because you have the leverage I remember once I had a friend nobody else nobody else is doing that's what you gave us yeah Uh, once I had a friend who was asking me you know he was still he he was saying how do you know when you're uh, how did you know to like propose I'm gonna well, yeah, my friends were like doing it, so I just figured we like any. It was probably the right time. And he's like, "Wait, so you were just like peer pressured by your friend? Ah, listen, you don't have to put that much thought into it." How romantic <laughs> for Jessica K to listen to that. That's great. Oh, that's right. I appreciate all, right. all the advice, and I'm very excited for you guys to all attend. And how's our boy doing on the vows? Oh, not great. <laughs> the vows are a big stress for Michael, and. We'll have to get him on the pod after the wedding to, um, or maybe you guys could just live stream how it goes because, you know, he's played at Lambeau Field on Christmas Day, he's played in a playoff game, yet like the thought of the vows are really, not writing them, he's been doing good writing them, he says, okay. but speaking them 
in front of everybody. Well, didn't he win like the uh, Gridiron Award in college? Yeah, he gave an yeah he, he gave, gave a few speech, speeches exactly. at Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Um, he speaks to the media. Yeah, he's... yeah, but I don't know. He says that's not prepared him. Um, no. He says he has to go first so that he um, can actually listen to my vows because if I go first, he will mm, just be he'll just be the thinking whole about time. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to go next. So. Yeah, that that's that's the biggest hurdle so far for him, I think. Um, but he'll do it. So. And a good question from the chat: Will you be walking down the aisle or coming back from uh, yeah, <laughs> to the Birds of Friends theme? That's a very very good comment by Taylor. Um, how many uh, how many coworkers are invited to this bad boy? Um, well, so you guys are gonna have to get along with uh, Connor Hughes because he will be there as well. Um, he's actually at a different table. Um, I have Smart. two like two football tables, you know, oh. um, some Browns players, Michael's agent, you know, so good little mix. Um, I want to be Jimmy Haslam's table. Yeah. <laughs> JH will not be attending. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. No working for Zach. I was like, we need to actually he's, call he's it Zach at like, the kid's table. Where Zach needs to wear a robe just to make sure that he's off. <laughs> yeah. I want, yeah, no, no working for Zach. Zach to have fun. Um, so yeah, the seating chart has actually okay. been quite the nightmare. Um, some, yeah, nobody warned me about that. Um, just getting it printed, I think today. So, and yeah. so I just, I mean, let's just, I think we can say definitively, since there are three of us invited and only one of Connor, that we're well, your favorite podcast. I mean, Tim that's... is also invited. McMaster, who is okay, so three to two. Yeah. Still. Three to two. Yeah. Um. Or you could make the case that they give uh, Marissa bigger roles and she's like the yes. third. <laughs> she's, she'll be 33% of that podcast as opposed to 25% of this one. I don't need you. I don't need you backstabbing us here. Okay. You're on our side yeah. here. Well, yeah. Okay. So should be fun. I'm very excited. We're all very excited. Yeah. And one other thing, and I can't remember what it was. So. I hope you guys, um, you know, I'm going to have FOMO missing so many pods while I'm gone. Um, but oh, yeah, they're going to be terrible without you. I, know I figured Kent's we would and... just take a break until. <laughs> well, I <laughs> well, think you guys at the are combine, all going to be in we'll, Indy together. We'll have a little Kent, we, you know, throw back to the old Kent days. That's exciting. Yeah, Kent. Very yeah. excited. You guys will be recording on site together, um, which will be cool at Radio Row in Indy. Hopefully um, we can get Pauline. What? Oh, have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I missed the joke. Um, so, yeah, that will be cool. Finally getting you guys all in the same room. So I will be sad to be missing that. But um, I, don't I don't think know. you'll be you'll be on your honeymoon. I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be listening from Maui. How about that? So <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll just address you directly about uh, on every topic. Yeah. Uh, right. OK, uh, time for another break. And then we'll be back to uh, close things out with the last four things that we have. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Uh, All right, okay. I, need, I, I have three quick housekeeping things. Uh, number one, uh, headed to NYC with the family. I've gotten some good tips from the uh, from the listeners, so keep those coming one way or another. Appreciate those for sure. Uh, we have our friend uh, Wenzel in the comments here who is uh, – how long has this been, Bo? A year long? <laughs> I respect the commitment to the – oh, I have City something about God. this. Okay, so but I, well, he's been. I don't want to say harassing because he's a, he's a loyal listener, a big supporter of the show. So it's not harassing, but relentlessly pushing me to watch City of God. Guess what? I've only got forty minutes left. I've been watching City of God. Really? Uh, I've been oh, watching. Man. I have it. a video uh, to play that he sent me that uh, okay. I forgot about. Okay, I've been watching it in uh, in little chunks here, and so yeah, you'll probably get a review in the next couple of weeks from me for us for City of God. How about God. Coda? No, who recommended that one? You? Me, like many I times. Was look- I told you this but is I my was, number one recommendation. For but you. I was you looking at the spreadsheet. I didn't see that on the spreadsheet. Yeah, it was after was that. Later? It was more. It was a much right, more like one to one. C O D A. C O D A. You and Jessica K. Okay. We'll soak it up. All right. Okay. Did, was that three or two? Uh, oh, the other one. I want some. Uh, do we have anyone in the in the audience who has like a, a regular like volunteering gig around Philadelphia? You know, let's get some uh, some community opportunities going here. I like that. In the off season, you know, maybe we can get a bunch of listeners to go do the same thing on a morning or something like that. So, uh, if you are involved in something like that around the city, suburbs, whatever, uh, let us know. Try to organize. I like that. You know, don't just waste away our lives looking at Twitter and watching City of God all day. I know that's right. Uh, by the way, did you mention that on Abbott Elementary there was an I know that's right? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. With an eagle sign in the background of the mm. scene. I mean, somebody is a fan. Come on. All right, Zach, two, four, seven, and 12 on the board. It's it's crazy that we said we had nothing to talk about on this podcast. And well, that was well, we get together right once now. a week. I mean, of and we're at two, four. Long. Yeah. I, I got a feature I'm, I'm working on here. Um, Flex. Two. Flex. Flex. Two. Oh, two. two. Uh, the Doug, the, the, the Doug Peterson conversation. We don't have to have uh, a whole conversation about it again. I thought you guys did a very good job. Um, one thing I wanted to just uh, like clarify, this is not against you guys, but uh, the notion, I don't know if you have seen the, the interview he had, but he, it's not like he was just on the beach uh, sipping Mai Tais all year long. He, no, I he, know. His brother passed away. His and... brother passed away from cancer. And he, and he yeah. said that he was like, you know, he, he was grateful that he had a lot of time to spend uh with him oh i so didn't know that just, you just yeah. said that recently yeah i think last month yeah okay. um his his brother in october shields, uh, shields, cancer uh shields favorite writer mm-hmm. tim mcmanus did a feature on doug back in december where he had talked about how oh, the year away, yeah he, he became a grandfather his son got married mm. his brother passed away so mm. it, it was his first year without football since he was in college or since before college we're basically probably since right. high school right and so uh so it gave him a chance to kind of uh catch up on life if you will well they're definitely not dictating to him who to hire on his staff so if he wanted full control it sure it looks like he's got full control there now i do and have i to was say, looking like, I, i've been uh like 
when I, when I would see like, oh, Bill Shuey's joining the staff and Rory Seagrass is joining the staff, like my my eyes would roll and I'd be like thinking, okay, here we go. Like it's going to be a disaster down there. But the staff is actually, as I looked at it, not not as bad as I was thinking. I mean, I think I think a lot probably comes down to Press Taylor. I think like I, I believe that that Press Taylor can be better than he was um, in that last year with the Eagles. I, I think it could be okay. But the Caldwell thing is interesting. I think there's some other like – reasonable hire like uh rory segress is not the defensive line coach he's the assistant defensive line coach like brenton buckner is an actual yeah real guy so what were we gonna say good one too uh i'm trying to get my spreadsheet to load here and having uh some issues but i just put together my like off-season spreadsheet of uh you know every team and their resources and man the jags are like they're just loaded with resources to mm-hmm. quickly improve that team if they don't screw it up. Now they screw it up every time. So uh, I'm not going to say that they're not going to do it this time, but uh, it really is like if, you know, we had that conversation before about the sort of best, uh, best destinations or who have the, the best situations to go into. It's pretty much, uh, you know, the giants have a good one, but they've got the two uh, first round picks, but uh, here you go. They have four, top 100 picks they've got the like i kind of forgot that they had the first pick overall for the second straight season um they've got all kinds of cap space uh they really have the uh the resources to kind of build around trevor lawrence put a supporting cast around him and you're going from like urban meyer to doug peterson like i don't know i mean they might become sort of a trendy pick to be a lot uh, much improved uh once we get to august well it is interesting that he gets the same thing as as when he came in for chip where he just gets to be like the the antithesis of the yes the hardo who came before him but i mean all of that said we really trust Trent Balky to get this right no. from a roster yeah, building perspective, true. right? Come on, uh, Shield four, seven, and twelve. Four. Uh, very short. I just wanted to say that I agree with you that uh, eating lunch in the car is a lovely thing. Love, Love a lunch it. in the car. Yeah, just, I had a summer where I I did a little uh, part time work at. It was called Supreme Janitorial Services, I believe. I believe you've, you've uh, mentioned them before. Okay. And uh, yeah, I would I would drive to Wawa for lunch, grab some lunch, sit in my car, turn on Sports Talk Radio, windows down, eat, and then go back. I mean, I don't know that I've ever been happier. Again, <laughs> Jessica K catching okay, strays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Zach, 7 and 12. Let's go 12. Uh, 12, I was going to give you a chance to uh, give us a little Stone Cold Newsman update on uh, on Jason Kelsey. No definitive news, but it seems like maybe some leanings from your yeah, uh, your former uh, colleague. Well, Jeff McClain um, from the Inquirer was in uh, – I was in Los Angeles where Jason Kelsey was obviously as a man of the year um, candidate. And uh, Love or, that he, well, did the, uh, he did the suit and uh, sandals at, yeah. the soup, at the Super Bowl. Great move. And and so Jeff caught up with uh, Jason, and Jason was was also on radio the week before, uh, actually the anniversary. That was a very good interview, I thought. And so so uh, it's it's come up, and and as he's done during the past few years, he's uh, he's taking his time after the season. He's he's considering whether he's able to be the player, you know, the the teammate, the leader um that he that he wants to play i i recommend it or i'm sorry that he wants to be i recommend everyone go back and check uh bo's story from january 2020 on 
a season in the life of, of Jason Kelsey. And I bring that up because uh, what's interesting is Jason seems to be physically okay, ready to play. Right. You know, and, and that's often the concern is like the mounting injuries. Can he still go? It seems like he feels, he feels like physically he can be the player he wants to be. It's, it's just whether he's mentally uh, interested in continuing to play. Uh, but it certainly sounds like, like that's, that's going to be, it sounds like he's leaning in that direction. Um, you know, people we spoke to, at the senior bowl where we're, we're certainly talking like, uh, you know, this is a distinct possibility that he could be back. Um, so, so we'll see. And, and what's, what's interesting too. And, and Jason mentioned this to Jeff was that he went into the year thinking it was going to be his last year. And, and as Bo pointed out a few times, like the way he kind of spoke to us during the year, it was almost like uh like an ongoing, you know, he would, he would get emotional about things. He would, he would kind of give, uh, state of Jason, um, you know, what's on his mind on a given day. Uh, but he certainly, it, it, it's, it seems as if he's, he's ready to keep playing. So my, we'll one, my, my other, this is not a specifically Kelsey thing, but one thing that uh, is like, maybe it's not fair to say getting on my nerves, but like every, every mock draft, I know the Eagles have three first round picks, but this idea that they like, they need to draft a Kelsey replacement. Uh, and like, you know, yeah. you keep seeing Tyler Linderbaum linked to the Eagles. Like they've got two guys who can play center who are starting caliber and say Amalo and Dickerson. They've got all these guys who have played guard in the past two years with Brandon Brooks. They could definitely use like one more really good interior offensive lineman, but it, that doesn't have to come in the first round. And like to, to reach for the Kelsey replacement so early, it seems like, I mean, I know, I know everybody's just like looking for team yeah. fits, but. I would also say, and again, this uh, I hope this doesn't come back to 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 bite me in the in the rear end. But any mock draft that does not have the Eagles taking an edge rusher in the first round, you can throw it away. As Ooh, long as the Eagles gee. have, I agree. As with long that. as long well, as, well, as, as the Eagles a have a defensive lineman, at least. Sorry, Walter sure. Football. Yeah. <laughs> but as as long as the Eagles. Now the yeah, caveat here is if they trade first round picks to get, um, you know, Russell Wilson, let's say, right. Then it's a different conversation. But if, if they have three first round picks or if they have two first round picks, one of those will, will go to help their pass rush. I, with I o, definitely with O line, by the way, I mean, if there's one area where you could say, right. Howie has really found guys on day three and Stoutland has coached them up to at least competency. I mean, it's unbelievable how many guys that they just plug in there and you're like, okay, they're at least okay. I mean, watch like uh watch that Bengals game. I mean, it's not my easy boy, to, Hakeem Adenogy. Yeah, watch the Super Bowl. It's not easy to do. And so yeah, I would not be dumping a lot of resources into that. And by the way, that my I know I've said this before, but that my lot of contract, my gosh, I'm looking at um, I do my top did my top 75 free agents and Orlando Brown, like I'm seeing him down some of these lists. Like he's gonna make over twenty three million a year, and they got Mylotta for six, what sixteen and a half? Four years, sixty. Will you give million. me a little extra credit for my prediction that he'd be the highest paid? Uh, he'd no, be the highest paid. He wasn't. You were wrong. If he had, if he had hit the, eh, the market. hypotheticals, hypotheticals. Uh, but I would, I, I do think we need to do our favorite edge rushers, like we did our favorite receivers mm. a few years ago, because okay. like as, as Dane, Bru as, as Dane Brugler has pointed out, this is an edge rusher draft and the Eagles will be in the market mm. for them. And there's different types similar to 
you know, if, if, if Shield wants to stump for Jalen Rager again, and I want to stump for T Higgins oh, again, my right. Um, awesome. you nice. know, we can, we can Good do, uh, uh, we can do something like that with, <laughs> if, if you love Carl Loftus or you love Jermaine Johnson or you love Abajo, you, you, you go on down the list. Ojabo. There's some really, Ojabo. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's some interesting okay. edge rushers this year. Uh, next week's episode, uh, will be our <laughs> flu world order annual uh, exercise in which we rank the likelihood of all the Eagles players coming back the next season. Let's close things out here, Shield. Please. This is actually a this is actually a big picture conversation, and it's a bit of a, uh, a follow up to what you were talking about your prediction on the Eagles uh, making a, a quarterback addition. But I wonder what you guys and you were you. I thought about this listening to you guys talk about it, but like from a from a roster building standpoint for the Eagles, with like is Jalen Hurts the guy or not? Do you like, I think one thing they have to answer is do you approach this offseason if they do want to move forward with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback this year, where they really want to build out like the run based offense in terms of pieces? Like, are you going to try to prioritize finding your Nick Boyle, right? Uh, or, or things like that. It, this is related to the wide receiver conversation you were going to have, or do you build the roster out for quarterback TBD? We still need, you know, three dynamic wide receivers and this is going to be plug and play for whoever is the quarterback. And if that's the case, are you, are you shortchanging Jalen Hurts's opportunity because you're not giving him the best chance to, to be hit the best version of himself? Well, I think it's a fair question. I mean, I, you, it would depend what their internal evaluations are and whether what they think the likelihood is of Jalen Hurts making a big leap as a passer, as I wrote in my predictions, I mean, I, I sort of feel like they're going to be looking looking at quarterbacks pretty aggressively this offseason. So if that's the case, we know what the organization wants to do. They believe in passing the ball and passing efficiency. And so on the last pod, I mean, I was arguing that does it make sense to spend whatever, $15 million on a wide receiver in free agency? And I still think the answer to that is probably no, but that wasn't meant to be you just sit tight at wide receiver, you know, as Zach had mentioned, you could sign a guy on a one-year deal. You could certainly use a draft pick uh, on a wide receiver uh, or, or acquire one um, who, who's a little bit less expensive. So uh, I don't think they're going to go all in on some type of build around Jalen Hurts type uh, philosophy this offseason. I mean, you know, he was able to opt be because the fact is, like, if he can't get better as a passer, then it probably, you know, the other stuff probably doesn't matter. And so you still have to uh, make sure you're, you're contributing resources to the passing game and you don't know where you're going to be a year from now. I would even say that defensively with Jonathan Gannon. Like I wouldn't go overboard trying to right. find pieces to fit Jonathan Gannon's scheme. Like it, it, it sounds cliche and certainly you have to look a little bit at your scheme fits, but uh, you know, you, you have to bet on the talent more than anything else. Cause there's so much uncertainty with, uh, with them right now. No, no, I, I was going to make the exact same uh, connection to, to Gannon's defense where, I mean, from from like a, a roster building standpoint, and this is a thing where, you know, Howie Roseman has been able to sort of explain away some draft mistakes in the past by saying that, you know, it was the coaching staff, um, specifically with Rager, uh, that they were that they were following. But like you can't be you can't be drafting a guy in the third round because he's a good fit for the Sam role in Gannon's defense. If, you know, Gannon might leave next year and all of a sudden you got a new defensive scheme or like if you want to build a run based offense around Jalen hurts, are you going to 
overdraft a running back in the in the third round or something like that because you want to build out the best version of that. I think you have to you have to be thinking. I mean, the draft has to be get the best players here, and then you use free agency to 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 fortify the the short term means of the roster. Frankly, the thing that impressed me most about Nick Sirianni in his first year was how he was able to adjust to his personnel. So I I think get the best players you have and then figure it out from there. Like like get the draft the best guys and make it work. Yeah, I mean Offense, the only the, yeah the only areas where it would be a mistake to like dump significant resources in my opinion would be tight end. You just paid a guy for, and maybe right. we'll just maybe we'll just be having the resources conversation again. I don't uh, think that's I don't one. think I think that is possible. Okay. Uh, I would not do that. Uh, and then left tackle, I mean, left tackle, you're in great shape, you know? So if, you know, if you want to add a depth piece or whatever, that's fine. But you have a young guy there who's, there's no path to somebody else playing unless he gets injured. And so depth is important, but those are really the only two areas. I mean, I can't think of another position. I'm trying to think off the top of my head where I would look at it and say, why did they invest? I mean, you really could invest in any other area on the entire roster. I agree. I mean, you might even want to look for a, a Jordan Mailata type on the other side of the line. Yeah, that's a that's a nod to Daniel Fa'alele, hmm. who I am uh, in the process of working on a story about. So, oh, tease, a little tease, tease to seed for you. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Marissa, so any, hungry. Any parting words? I mean, you're 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 walking off into into matrimony after this. I mean, um, not right after this. <laughs> I'm It'd very excited to see all you guys um, and meet your wives. I'm like super excited for that. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. And uh, I can't wait to show all the listeners our pictures. And um, yeah, very excited. <laughs> very excited. You know, top of the list, showing the list. The we are so excited <laughs> for you. And, uh, and, and frankly, you deserve like, uh, have a few weeks without us uh, given how like that i will be listening don't worry don't worry i'm sure there's gonna be like crazy nfl news while i'm gone i mean that's the only way it will work you know like there's gonna be quarterbacks going all over and i just know that but um i'm excited and i uh yeah i can't wait you see the only thing i hope is that there's 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 not like news that night where yeah, I know. All of a sudden, I, you know, mm. Emily's like, if you pick up your phone right now, <laughs> you are done. And uh, yeah, because so, yeah, uh, th- that conversation's come up. So, yes. The efficient is like, our, do, any, do any sickos have any final words? Before? <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael, tell me about your beard. <laughs> <laughs> Great shape. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that'll do it. And uh, we all we all send you off with uh, with our with our love and support. This show this show is uh, Garbanzo Beans without Marissa. So uh, for Marissa, Zach, Sheil, Michael, and Elijah, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next weekend. As always, we love. You.